Welcome back to this special edition of Racing Pulse Live from Ernie Valley where they have just conducted the Cox Plate Barrier Draw. And as always, it's great to have Damien Oliver joining us uh, with thanks to the magical Melbourne Cup Carnival. November 4 to 11 scene is believing. General admission tickets just $60 at Ticketmaster. And Ollie, do you wish your final ride in the Cox Plate? You've drawn Barry number one. First reaction? Yeah, I'm happy with that. Um, I think it's a quality race this year with, you know, many chances. Um, and I'm going to have a lot of those good chances in front of me. She's a filly or mare that likes to race in the second half, so I'm going to be following some nice horses. One of those that you may be following directly is Mr Brightside, who's drawn Barry number two, and Ben Hayes is here as well. Ben, I'd imagine that's uh, a, almost a perfect gate for Mr Brightside. Yeah, I think it is for him. Um, with his racing style, um, we've been riding a more positive. Uh, you saw he won from Barry two in the All-Star Mile. He got three back in the fence that day, but had a lovely run through, and um, we're very happy with him going into the race, Michael. Uh, I think Barry Two is an ideal draw for him. Just to help him get the 2,000 metres or the 2040, Benny, as much as anything else, just to get the, the nice smother, because as much as you guys have so much faith in Brightside, I guess there's that little niggle about a, a really tough 2,000 metres. Yeah, it's definitely the question mark. Um, but like I've said in the whole time, when he's drawn in those races where it's further, he's always drawn wide and gone back. Uh, from barrier two this year, we should be able to have him up on the pace. Yep. Um, he's led before and won at the Valley. Uh, he's sat off the speed. He's pretty, um, he can do most things. He's come from last as well. So um, I think that'll give him his best opportunity, have a nice soft, soft run. Um, one of the things we were hoping for was the inside draw and we've got that now. And that definitely enhances our chances of being very competitive in this very tough race. Interested in on your view on this too, Ollie, and it, and it goes <coughs> across to Jewess as well about horses that are flying a little bit under the radar, but Brightside was the it horse, wasn't he? Then he went to Sydney and ran on a tarmac and ran a really, really good race, but he seems to have just sort of fallen slightly out of the discussion for the Cox Plate since Randwick, but it was a very excusable run up there, and it was a brave run just the same, Benny. It was. Uh, Craig rode him beautifully. Uh, he put him in a great spot. He had a good run, but so did Fangirl. And she is noted to be a horse that loves firm tracks. Um, she got her conditions and she ran incredible. Um, she was better than him on the day, no doubt. Beat him easily. And we just believe he didn't quite let down on the firm, firm track. Um, he still ran really well. And what pleased us more, though, is he actually pulled up really well out of the run. Um, we are a little bit worried that he might have felt the run, but... He's a pretty tough horse, and he's come through it absolutely bouncing. He worked fantastic this morning at the farm. Very usual work for him. Um, hit the line well and came back in feeling and looking like he's the boss. Ollie, sorry, you, you take that run out. Just as an observer of Brightside, you take the Sydney run out, and his Melbourne form was, was the dominant form, wasn't it? Yes, correct, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get both your thoughts on, on what the speed looks like in this race. Usually a Cox Plate is really high pressure. Alligator Blood's the obvious on-speed horse, but how much pressure do you see in the race, Ollie? I think the two main speed horses are Alligator Blood and Zaki, obviously. Um, and then you've got sort of horses that are capable of, you know, taking up positions behind that. So um, they're the two speed influences, I think, and then everyone sort of falls in behind them. Yeah, so... Could you see this not being a brutally run Cox Plate as we've seen in previous years? I think races like this are generally run at a pretty good tempo. Um, I haven't really seen a slow run Cox Plate of you. 
Ollie. Oh, well, I've been in a few, no, but, but not like, many. Yeah, not like they're even the fast, yeah. aren't they? And, I mean, it just it depends too. I mean, Gay doesn't like to go too slow in her races, mm. and um, and neither does Zaki generally. But you know, there's, it's a fine balance because if you go too slow, well, then that creates someone going a little bit early too, and then or all of a sudden it's poured on from a fair way out. So um, you've got to find that nice balance if you are on the speed influence horses. Remember the year Maccabi Diva won, and I can't remember what the tempo was like that year, Ollie, but then they had that amazing scene of seven across the track. I imagine it was a slow tempo, then someone decided to go, then someone else, then someone else, then someone else. Do you remember what, what the circumstance of that race yeah, was? Yeah, I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head there. I think I can't remember the exact tempo of the race, but, yeah, one went, then another one went, and they all, before you knew it, there were seven or eight across the track, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. How does it have to play out for you to get your best chance? Probably needs to be a strong staying test for Jewess to be, have her best chance, yes. Could it be a similar type of ride to a, a Dane Ripper? Um trying to save all the ground you can and look for gaps late? Possibly. I'm not sure she has the same turn of foot as Dane Ripper. But, um, yeah, I'm going to be in the second half and, and coming strong late. She was a good run last start. Is she going well enough to win a Cox Plate Jewess? Um, she probably needs everything to go right for her, but she's capable of doing it. She's an Australian Cup winner over 2,000 metres, so she's got the credentials to do it. And she's she's been the strong runner on in the last two starts, so um, she's probably flying under the radar a little bit. There's some more fancy chances in it than her, but she's, um, she's capable of causing an upset. How do you both read the three-year-olds this year out of the Guineas, militarising King Colorado? I think they're the right type of three-year-olds, Milers that look like they're going to run 2,000. I don't think you want a, a horse that probably mile sees them out. I think those type of three-year-olds struggle in a Cox Plate. I think you want a horse that runs a strong mile and it's looking for further. How do you see it, Ben? Uh, that, look, militarised had heaps of excuses in the Caulfield Guineas and he really hit the line really strong, me, even with a bit of interference. So me, I think they're, they're a real threat. What do we make of... To me, the, the, the talk seems to have narrowed down to uh, Romantic Warrior and Militarise as we get close to the race, but it may be not that clear-cut. Uh, Ollie, have you gathered your thoughts about Romantic Warrior at all? I know and there was a very special gallop here on Saturday. Did you see any vision of that at all? Or? Um, I saw a bit of it. Um, he's obviously a high-class horse. His record speaks for itself, and he's got a good draw. Um, he's... Um, you know, he's a top-class horse. He's going to be in a good position. Um, but it, the race is deeper than that. You've got Alligator Blood, who's in great form. Victoria Rhodes, a little bit of the unknown, but he's got that Adelaide sort of credentials, and you can't underestimate an Aidan O'Brien sort of horse. Gold Trip's a great horse too. You know, he never saw daylight in last year's Cox Plate, and he seems to be in similar sort of form as well. Fangirl's coming off an enormous last start win as well, and you've got the three-year-old. So... There's, there's a bit of depth to the race this year. Benny, what do you know about Victoria Road? I mean, I, I've got to say I know next to nothing about him. I haven't seen a lot of him. I haven't seen a lot of his tapes. He, uh, Blake was on with us earlier on this morning, sort of trying to put a few of the pieces of the jigsaw puzzle in, saying he could race just off speed and all this sort of thing. He's got a good turn of foot. What do you know about the mystery horse? <laughs> to be honest, I haven't done much for him. I was going to wait till the barriers came out. and But I, I did on Twitter see his last couple of runs yep. and he's hit the line well and I'm sure Aiden doesn't bring a horse over here for just for a run. Um, I, I believe they Does they, he look impressive to you? Does, does he look like a Cox Plate winning horse to you? Well I think with his weight gets in nicely um I can't, I can't really comment. Yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's not Hard my job to, to do that. Hard to <laughs> um, still going to all well. Champions Mile in Hong Kong with Brightside. It's run by run with him. 
Michael. Um, if he keeps pulling up well and doing everything correct, um, he's a special horse and we want to look after him. So if he, you know, um, runs well and he keeps ticking all the boxes, that's still an option. Uh, best of luck on Saturday, Ben. Uh, Mr Brightside, he's been such a, a star for Australian racing over the last 12 months. We know he's the best miler. It'd be good to see him go close in a Cox Plate once again. Good luck on Saturday. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate uh, it. Ben Hayes joining us here. Hey, Ollie, stick around because we're going to take a quick break on the other side of this. I want to talk to you a little bit about your history in the Cox Plate and what a wonderful day you had on Saturday as well with your final win over the Caulfield Cup Carnival. And we'll speak to a few more of the other major Cox Plate contenders live from Mooney Valley at the Barrier. Draw. Length and a half in front, down to the rail from Silvano. Northerly and further back, Viscount. Sunline at the 200 metre mark, two in front. Northerly after Sunline, down the outside from Viscount. Sunline the leader, Northerly on the outside, and Viscount coming at a Sunline in front. Northerly the outside going to Sunline. They got very tight, but Northerly wins the Cox Plate. A half length to Sunline, who has tightened close to the line. Oh, that was the Fighting Tiger Northerly winning the 2001 at Cox Plate with. Uh, the one and only Damien Oliver in the saddle. Uh, what a memory that was way back in 2001. We've got Damien Oliver with us in our regular segment brought to you by the Magical Melbourne Cup Carnival, November 4 to 11. Seeing is believing. General admission tickets from $60. Tickets at Ticketmaster. Ollie, this Saturday will be your 22nd and final Cox Plate ride. Uh, um, I've actually just picked up your very first ride in a Cox Plate, which was on Stylish Century way back in 1991. Do you remember that vividly? Not really. I remember riding Stylish Century a little bit, but I can't actually remember that race that well. Yeah, I think he finished towards the, the tail, but uh, what, a, what a story it's been for your history here in the Cox Plate. Obviously, Dane Ripper was where it started, but what's it like riding in this race, especially for a young... Jockey, we spoke to Zach Lloyd before about the cauldron of the Cox Plate. Yeah, it's a, first of all, it's a huge thrill and it's an adrenaline rush. Um, and it's um, it's a tricky race to ride in. I mean, it's it's difficult your first ride in it. Probably takes, I feel, it probably takes a it's a race and a that you need a little bit of experience in. That certainly helps. Um, and it's going to be tri- hard for Zach because he hasn't ridden in Melbourne much at all. I don't think he's ridden much in Melbourne at all. So it's a tough race. To, it's a baptism of fire for him. Yeah, yeah. it is. Have you got any Cox Plate hard luck stories? And I yeah, have one too. absolutely. Give us a couple of the, the, the near misses. Well, I actually drew one on Dane Wynn and it was a disaster. It was like a graveyard for him. He just got hemmed in on the a, fence. You took over from... Uh, a low, uh, sort Jackie, of, Jackie Chay. Jackie Chay. Yeah, Jackie Chay, and yeah. one was just the worst gate he could have draw because I think our Mace Gay was the leader and he didn't right. run past a mile and just caved in in front of me and, yeah, he never got a chance at all. And was he... Tra- did you get a sense... I mean, I remember, obviously, the naturalism year. Everything in that race when naturalism came down was travelling well at the time, but was Damien really hiking along at the time? Yeah, he was, yeah. and he was such a predictable horse because he put himself in the box seat every time, and uh, everyone knew where I was going to be. I was a fancied horse, and, uh, yeah, it was, wasn't wasn't pleasant at all. <laughs> hey, I noticed Kieran Mars never given you a ride in a Cox Plate. I don't know why that is. So why would that be, Kieran? Uh, we've gone all-star mile. You never know. Yeah. yeah. If, he, if he goes one more time, <laughs> you think he Johnny, Johnny Farnham. To <laughs> <laughs> you weren't on naturalism that year, were you? Who was on? That no, was Dittman, wasn't Dittman, it? Yeah, I was on mannerism. Actually, I was following him on the fence, and he just moved off, and uh, I got up inside him, and next thing, he went down. Where, yeah. where were you, and how old were you when that was going on? <laughs> the 92 Cox Plate. 
1992 cops You and Declan would have been doing your old night sort of... 11? <laughs> oh, that makes us feel bad, oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember, uh, did, did that instill anything in you, Kieran? <laughs> Probably not at 11, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, barrier draw, gold trip, eight. King Colorado, ten. First thoughts? Uh, happy gold trip. Um, he doesn't want to draw too far in for reasons that Damien was just talking about. And um, I would have liked a little bit softer for King Colorado, the three-year-olds. Um, I've been keen to get him to the 10 furlongs, and I think he's improved every run. But, um, yeah, generally those three-year-olds at the weight, you need to be on speed. And hopefully he still gets there as well, but um, certainly a little bit easier from a softer draw. There's a lot of talk about how brutal the Caulfield Cup was, but more brutal on those who made the pace than those who sort of swept home, as Gold Trip did. Did he have a tough run in the Caulfield Cup? Uh, well, it was a genuine run race, and it was bloody good, actually. Like, you love to see... You don't see it often, do you? Here? You, just, yeah. you just like to see a race that is generally run, especially over ground, and the best horses come to the come to the fore. Yeah, and you always get less interference in those races, don't you? It generally happens when it's genuinely run, and... Um, uh, it was a great race. He had a beautiful run. Probably would have been a bit, you know, it's a bit of argy bargy in the straight, but that's racing. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, like they, he, he pulled up well. He had, a, he had a lovely run. He had um, one little mark on him where he where he got bumped into, but um, he seems fine. Would he be a fresher Cox Plate chance had he not run in the Caulfield Cup? I mean, you've, you've got a, good, a full agenda with him, and I guess something has to give a little bit, but is, is he still got the, the, the fresh legs to win a Cox Plate? Well, he was a very good run last year. Um, just stepped a little bit slow and was sort of sitting back on the gate. It was his first time in, uh, in the shade. So, um, uh yeah, I th- there's no reason why he couldn't. You know, he's a he's a genuine. There's probably quite a few horses in this race that are probably a bit suspect at the two at a strong two thousand. So, uh, if it's genuinely run, uh, I'd say you know he would have finished right on the back of him last year with a clear run. So, um, yeah, he seems to come through it well, and he's arguably in better form than last year. We were talking yesterday that he's the first horse all going well that will have run in. The Caulfield Cup, Cox Plate, Melbourne Cup two years in a race in Citizen back in the early 90s. He was a, a, an iron horse of Tasmania. It's an amazing feat. Well, let, let, let's hope it's a successful feat. Well, he's already been bloody successful, <laughs> hasn't he? If he could add another major, it'd be, it'd be huge. What did you make of his run in the Caulfield Cup on Saturday Gold Trip? Yeah, it was a great run. It's a touchy subject with me him running in all those three and possibly again this year because oh, yeah. the vet scratched him on me. When I was meant the to ride him two years break. ago, so. So Kieran knows you won. Well, no, it's not Kieran. Um, <laughs> a bit late in the game. Just say, to, to, to um, that's all right. Yeah. yeah. Someone yeah. knows you won. Still anyway. a bit have, sensitive about that. Have you got a, have you got a winter <laughs> bottom ride for him? <laughs> was, just on that, the one thing that um, Damien would know, Fred Kersley always kicks himself that he never ran uh, yep. northerly in the Melbourne Cup after the other two. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he would have been perfect to us for it, but I think Fred would probably hate me saying that. But um, uh, always, he, always tell Fred he wouldn't have beat Media Puzzle that year with 52 <laughs> kilos. So. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Uh, Possibly not because nothing, would have, nothing would have beaten you that year. <laughs> yeah, exactly right, yeah. Uh, who do you have as your number one seed then now with the barrier draw? Is it Gold Trip or is it because you've been 
very keen on King Colorado well, What's the for case for King Colorado? Well, uh, as I said, I've been very keen to get him to the 10, Phil, and big, strong cult. And uh, if he can get across and the break will be, the, the start will be key to him. If he can start well and put himself in a position, um, yeah, I'd say he's got a good chance. I would say Gold Trip's probably still um, my top seed. We he's, just, he's, he's almost on the verge of greatness, Gold Trip, isn't he? Like CV-wise, I mean, I don't think any of us thought he would come over here and be almost a champion. But gee, if he nearly knocks this off, his CV's monstrous, isn't it? Yeah, well, I suppose you know the arc, is, uh, the arc of triumph is. is Arguably one of the best mile and a half races in the world, or is the best. And um, you know, he sprinted so fast in that, like went. You'd think he was quickened up to win the race, and just sort of peaked or didn't see it out or whatever it was. Um, so it's probably not surprising that he's mm. that he's done that. I know it is hard to do, you know, but you know, it's it's pretty good form then. Mm. With Kiramara and Damien Oliver, Kira just on. Gold trip. We just had Marty Sinan on, I think about mid-20s on Saturday. Friday night racing, he said, we're going to um, probably be in a good three range. We'll put a bit of water on. We'll start good for Saturday. The talk was at Caulfield, if it did get upgraded, you could scratch from a Caulfield Cup. Is is that that, that same concern on the valley surface, if it's upgraded to a good three on Saturday? Well, I don't know what Damien thought, but uh, I walked out in the track this morning and certainly looked very thirsty to me, the track, so hopefully they put plenty on. <laughs> you're, not being, you're not doing a Mark Zara here, are you? Are you in reverse this is, this is <laughs> from last Lee week? Freeman, what's, the, what's the track rating? Good three. <laughs> I, I think Kieran's right. I mean, that Caulfield race, great. They had did. it with a four the whole time with juice in it. It suits everyone if it's got a bit of juice in it, and we want to see these horses racing all the time or more often, and if the track's a good four with a bit of give in it, you're more likely to see that. If it's a three and it's too firm, well, their horses aren't going to come through their runs well, and we get to see them less less often. Just on that, have they listened to the noise about that? I mean, there was a lot of talk for a long time about, oh, gee, it's really a, it's really a two, but they're calling it a three and a three yeah. and a four, and that... Is it getting better, that, that situation with track ratings, or, or do we still have an issue with accuracy and, and proper irrigation? Well, I think what Damien's saying was 100% right, and they have addressed it. Caulfield's raced fantastic uh, the whole carnival. Um, it used to be you'd see time and time again the internationals had come over, they'd have their first start, they'd let down well. Caulfield would be a good two. They would never race again for the spring. And, um, yeah, I think they've done a fantastic job. And it certainly makes a difference. And they certainly prepared it um, fantastic. Like, both the Wednesday, the Saturday, the, the, the Saturday before. Uh, very good. Very good. Three votes there. Well, well it's going to be the same, fingers crossed, on Saturday. Uh, just as I say, let you go. A bit emotional Saturday, especially your, your boy when you won an Arkansas kid. It was lovely scenes. Did yeah. That, did that surprise you a little bit? Um, it did a little bit because he's not usually emotional. But he gets a little bit like me, but it was it was actually good to see. He was a bit embarrassed, but um, as a father, I was really proud yeah. to see it. It was great. And yeah. he, he gently touched it. I saw that beautiful image. What what was the conversation you had with Luke there? What was that about? Uh, as I just said that yeah. to him. It's not yeah. it's not embarrassing to show your emotions. Yeah. You know, it means yeah. that it, it shows that it means something to you, and it was yeah. it was it was lovely to see. Can yeah. I just ask? Speaking of emotional events, Ethan Brown uh, social media yesterday, and I've, I've had a text exchange with him, and I'm known him right from the start with Mick Kent and the, the, the homesickness he's had and the 
Bo Mertens and the other guys supporting him through that. He, he, he's, he's sort of stumbled again. He hasn't quite been right in the mind, uh, and he's decided to... Uh, to sort of to slow down and then go again. Kieran, he, he's done a lot for you, um, Ethan, and I guess you see a lot of jockeys who... Ollie's probably the exception because he's maintained his steeliness for 30 years, but, <laughs> but I guess you've got to, you know, not always tell him to get back on the horse because cause there's a lot going on sometimes, isn't there? Yeah, I've, uh, I've had a lot to do with Brownie. He's a, he's a great fella and he is a deep thinker. Mm. Um, and... Uh, I was having a yarn to him about that, actually, the other day. He came up to Sydney for a couple of days, and um, uh, he's exactly that. He's a mm. deep thinker. You know, he was saying if he rides a Group 1 winner, he'd probably be, you know, more thinking about another ride on the program that, mm. that mm. he didn't ride so well rather than, mm. um, you know, enjoying the success mm. that he had. But, um, you know, he's he's a very good, very, very good rider, and um, and uh, he's he's had a... A bloody near fatal experience. So, um, uh, you know, if, uh, when, if he needs a bit of time, I said, mm. you know, have all the time in the world. And, and credit to him for putting mm. his hand up and realising that. Yeah, so, exactly. you know, um, and, and Ollie, you've had near fatal experiences and you lost a brother, so you would totally understand it if, if a jockey sort of loses that mojo or gets, um, you know gets a bit distracted from the game and so on. It's, 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 it's a very human thing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. We all know how tough this game and mm. how brutal and ruthless it can be at times. You know, Brownlee had had such a great season last year, obviously had that fall, and when he came back, um, you know, every jockey's in town's fighting over rides, and it's mm. been hard for him to get back mm. to that place where he was. And, you know, it's good that he's put his hand up and, and, and shown how he's feeling, and, you know, everyone will get around him. He's a, he's a great bloke, Brownie, and um, as Kieran said, he's great talent. And, um, you know, if he just needs a little bit of time to get himself right and feel good again, that's okay. You know, he's got his life ahead of him, and it's more important your well-being than, than riding a winner, that's for sure. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Ollie, you've been in the situation that Mark Zara's been in plenty of times in your career um, with choices in major races. Which way would you go? Gold trip? Or without a fight in the Melbourne Cup? Hey, and I'll just kick him under the table. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, I wouldn't mind getting his scraps whichever way he doesn't go. Put it that Isn't way. It 50-50 in your mind? I was, we've all been grappling with this question. It, it feels like a jet, dead set. Forgetting what Kieran's about to say, it's, it feels like a 50-50, doesn't it? It's that old question, isn't it? Like Jennifer Hawkins, Megan Gale. You know, yeah, like, um, yeah, yeah. It's a good and position to be in. you can't have yeah. both. <laughs> uh, hey, are you a chance if... Uh, he, no, ask Kieran. There's always a chance. <laughs> always a chance, yeah. So, always always you know, a puncher's chance, they say. So because you're in around. the mix, you're not going to give us an answer to the 50-50, are you? Ball's not in my court, court but I'm available. Right. <laughs> uh, any word? Any any further negotiations? Nah, I think they'll get through Saturday. Get through Saturday. Put the, put the screws on there, I'd imagine. Yep. Uh, speaking of the weekend, anything else that you, you can? Can you can you knock off this superstar Kiwi in the Manicado, uh, I am me in the Manicado? Jeez. Imperatrice? It looks very good, doesn't it? Um, you do keep... tend to... You have a knack of knocking these things over. So what's the <laughs> what's the plan? Uh, the plan is to go faster than it. Um, <laughs> and hopefully a uh, field of seven is probably not going to get bottled up too much either. But, uh, <laughs> it looks a pretty good thing. Um, uh, I am me. It, she's gone to another level. This prep was super last start. And... Um, you know, it made sense to come down. Uh, she's not a Group 1 winner to have a crack at it. So um, we'll need... J-Mac pulled out one out of his backside last start from a wide gate. Um, so he'll need to do it again. Um, 
but um, yeah, good problem to be in. Mm. I see future histories, ten uh, percent online. If you want to have a a, a share and a runner in this year's ready-made Corf, uh, Melbourne Cup. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Peter Trainer, he he owned the whole lot. He bought him, oh, I don't know, about a year ago now, and uh, he buys and sells a few. He'll be buying a few more. Um, so he said, what do you think? And I said, well, he's never going to be, uh, you know, it's perfect time to sell. He's in the cup. He's He's got, um, if you are a trader, he's got no weight and he's absolutely flying. So uh, he'll burn around here uh, at the Valley in the cup, in the Mini Valley Cup. And then uh, he drops to 50, which, mm. you know, it's huge. A horse that especially had the grounding that he's had, you know, he's had three 2,000 metre runs and he would have two mile and a half runs and uh, big strong horse and no weight you know. Uh, Can I just bring up a little story, I was overseas recently and I ran into a guy who met you in a nightclub queue and he fast tracked you up the queue because he said this bloke in Australia has won a few uh, group one races his name's Noel George Trains a, an amazing team of jumpers just outside of Chantine. He's got the full run of this amazing forest. And uh, he said you offered him a job, but COVID got in the way and he, he didn't do it. Have you followed his career at all over there? He's got this amazing uh, squad of jumpers in, in France. And uh, you, you did offer him a job and, and it didn't happen. <laughs> but he's grateful because he's about to become the, the next big thing in the jumps game over there. Yeah, well, I did spend some time um, down in La Rochelle with a a jump trainer called Guillaume McCare. I think that's where I ran into him. Mm. And, um, and uh, yeah, they've got some phenomenal setups over there. But uh, sounds like COVID uh, was a blessing for him also. It's the only time you've ever temporarily queued up at the front of a nightclub too. <laughs> he would have been his peak then, flowing locks. Yeah, uh, no, dragged him up the front of the queue. Dragged him up the uh, front of the queue. Kieran, good luck on Saturday, mate. Uh, it's been a great spring carnival so far. And, uh, and Ollie, uh, outside of the Cox Plate, have you got another couple of nice rides uh, to look forward to over your final Cox Plate carnival? Yeah, I do. I'm riding Alan Kerr in the, in the Cup on Friday night. Just on him? Yep. Mike keeps talking him up. He's got all the ability in the world. Uh, you talk about arcs. He was an arc-quality horse, and he's just teasing us that he's nearly ready to show something. Yeah, he's improving. He's still got, you know, he's still got a bit of improvement mm. to come, but he, yeah. he's heading in the right direction. Mm. So he's one of the few in my weight range. But, um, yeah, there's a little bit to unfold over the next yeah, couple of weeks okay. yet. Um, yep. So we'll see how he goes on Saturday. All right. Anything else? Uh, just Folk in the Water for Crystal Mile. Uh, Floozy in the... Uh, 1200 William Crockett, Aprilla in the mile, and I've got a few good rides on Friday night as well. Beautiful. Uh, Ollie, enjoy your last Cox Plate ride. Uh, We'll talk about it next week in the build-up to uh, the Melbourne Cup Carnival. Great to spend some time with you this morning. Uh, There's a doco. They're following him around everywhere. It'll be interesting to see. uh, How would that be? I don't think Kieran would like that too much. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) We should have one. He used to be a man about town, so, you know. Well worth watching. We couldn't run one of yours. It'd have to be after midnight. Uh, Take a break, uh, boys. Good luck on the weekend. Uh, When we come back, we'll catch up with Annabelle Nisham and uh, some of the other stars involved in this year's Cox Plate Live after the Barry draw.